0: You are listening to Human Rights Talks, organized by the Montreal Institute for Genocide and Human Rights Studies. Thank you very much for being here today. Uh, My name is Marie LaMensch. I'm the project coordinator at the Montreal Institute for Human Rights Studies at Concordia University. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to host Alexandra Mavichuk. She is a Ukrainian human rights lawyer and the director of the Center for Civil Liberties, which was awarded the uh, 2022 Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for invitation. First, um, could you perhaps tell me um, about the work of your organization um, before the um, Russian invasion of Ukraine?
1: Center for Civil Liberties was created in 2007 as an initiative of several Helsinki committees in the OEC region. And for 15 years, we have been fighting for human rights. Uh, Last eight years, we work on two directions. First, after collapse of authoritarian regime, we obtain a chance to provide a democratic transformation. So, Center for Civil Liberties uh, provided essential input of reforming police, judiciary sphere, security service, prosecutor office. And parallel, because in order to stop us on this way of democratic transition, Russia started war, with occupation of Crimea and part of Luhansk and Donetsk region. Eight years ago, we all these years have been documenting war crimes, uh, which Russia committed on the
0: occupied territories. Okay, great work. And um, when, when, when the war started, when the invasion started, how did you switch to something else? Why did you decide to continue? And how did you change your operations to adapt to the invasion?
1: Uh, when the large-scale invasion started, uh, we understood that we will face with enormous amount of crimes because it's large-scale invasion with going on on four direction parallel and Russia uses war crimes at the masses of warfare. And we, uh, from the first days of this uh, invasion, uh, observed how Russian troops deliberately destroy civilian objects like residential buildings, schools, hospitals, how they attacks evacuation corridors and humanitarian initiatives. And uh, from the first days, we start to record the cases of murder and abduction and uh, of civilian in uh, occupied territories. That's why uh, we united our efforts with several dozens of human rights organizations, most of them regional one, into one Tribunal for Putin initiative. Uh, we built all Ukrainian network of local documentators, and we use the same methodology and working together for the current moment, only for the eight months of Russian large-scale aggression, we have in our database uh, 24,000 episodes of our crimes. 24,000, it's a huge amount, but it's only a tip of iceberg.
0: And so your team investigated mass graves um, in Etium. And how did, how did the crimes, when did you realize that the crimes were kind of systematic in nature? Um, and um, how, how, how did you proceed from then on?
1: Um, because we work together with other human rights organizations in, in our network. Uh, there is a regional team who is responsible for each obelisk we are able to see the general picture of the country and in each oblast which become the the object of attack from Russia. And that's why we clearly see the patterns, the trends, and can clearly assert that uh, these war crimes are systematic and large scale because we observe the same tactics in different regions, not only in Kyiv region, which was liberated in April uh, this year, but we see the same in Kharkiv, in Donetsk, in Luhansk, in Zaporizhia, in Mykolaev, in Kherson and other oblasts of Ukraine. And we can through it with the fact which we gather it together in, in, and keep in our database and we, uh, we collect this evidence in order to hold Putin, uh, Lukashenko, uh, and other senior political leadership and high military command, as well as people who committed these crimes by their own hands uh, accountable. We uh, collect this evidence uh, that in future, we can bring them to the courts.
0: So once, once you, um, how do you work as a team, and what kind of tools do you have? I, I mean, you work with partners and then underground. How do you work as a team?
1: We uh, use different methods how to collect evidence. You, uh, as other organization, we we collect uh, and analyze open sources and provide verification on Berkeley protocol. But because we build this all Ukrainian network we are able to collect a lot of information from the ground uh, immediately after some incidents uh, happened. Uh, we uh, do mobile groups visit to the liberation territories. We, send, we organize visits um, uh, after incidents if something happened. And that's why we have uh, in our database, a lot of unique information. It's our own photos, videos, it's uh, testimonies of victims and witnesses which were co- uh, gathered by our documentators. Also, we received um, information on secure channels from people who, who, who stay on the occupied territories. And like sooner or later, we will get more information when these territories will be liberated.
0: And how, I mean, you're a human rights lawyer and you've worked in this field for a very long time. How do you hope that perhaps the own work that you're doing with with will not only influence the Ukrainian justice system, but the larger international justice system? Are you seeing something new on the ground?
1: I, I'm sure that we need to change our approach to war crime justice. Uh, all this horrible situation with Russian atrocities uh, which we now face in Ukraine is a result of total impunity which Russia enjoyed for decades. Because Russian troops committed war crimes in Chechnya, in Moldova, in Georgia, in Mali, in Syria, in Libya, and they have never been punished for this. And they started to believe they can do whatever they wanted. So first we must break the circle of impunity, we must hold Russian war criminals accountable. But also we need to change the, the justice strategy, how to do it and elaborate this justice strategy, which has to be complex because now we face with accountability gap. The Ukrainian national system are overloaded with an extreme amount of crime crimes. Even the best office of general prosecutor in the world couldn't effectively investigate each criminal proceedings of war crimes when they have them more than 40 dozens of thousands. It's impossible to do during the war. But we can't reload this task to the International Criminal Court. Because as you know, International Criminal Court, they will limit investigation only to several select cases. And the question is on the table, Okay, but who will provide a chance for justice for hundreds of thousands of victims who Mm -hmm. will not be lucky to be selected by international criminal court? And this is the main goal uh, of this complex justice strategy, how we can use different components of ICC, of strengthening national legal system, of of using other additional mechanisms like joint investigative team or universal jurisdiction, Uh, how, what other type of additional international mechanism we have to create it, like International Tribunal for um, War Crimes, uh, Crimes Against Humanity and Genocide, in order to reach uh, this uh, very simple question, because we have to provide justice for all people, regardless of who they are, their social position, the type of crime they endured, or whether or not the media is interested in their cases because life of each person matters.
0: And what are the main challenges that you meet while investigating the crimes or while working with prosecutors or or lawyers abroad?
1: Maybe two challenges. First, we ask ourselves for whom do we document for? Because Mm -hmm. when you have 24,000 of episodes, it's a good question to ask. Uh, because you see this accountability gap you see that national system is overloaded and like the, <laughs> this is a question who will use this all information and who will provide effective investigation and independent and competitive court trials in each criminal procedure for each people who uh, who became a victims of this war and um, our colleague uh, from uh, russia who work in chechen war they have a database with millions of cases, but nothing changed. And this provides a huge frustration to the human rights defenders in our region. So it's the first challenge that we have not only to document war crimes, we have parallel to establish this justice uh, strategy and promote the idea of changing the to war crime justice, like to promote the idea Um, that uh, we need to establish international tribunal in addition to international criminal court. And we have to make this slogan that each life is matter into practice, not to put them only in declarations or conventions or constitutions. It has to be a real policy. And second, uh, obstacles and barrier is a scope of crimes and cruelty. And it's very difficult. Uh, Even myself, with all my professional background, and I have been spending uh, 20 years uh, to protect human rights. Eight of them I have been documenting war crimes with a special focus of uh, cases of torture, rape, uh, extrajudicial killings, and other kinds of persecution of civilians. But even myself, with all my experience, knowledge, skills, I wasn't prepared. And I think nobody can prepare it because it's the war crimes, it's something unhuman and we are all human beings.
0: Yeah, that was one one of my questions because you have such um, experience and your team as well. How do you deal with it on a daily basis? Do you talk amongst yourself? Do you talk with Ukrainians? Is, and is your hope and mission basically driving you? Because if you see accountability, then... it'll it'll make you feel better or you try to go through the trauma of dealing with this
1: Uh, we are all traumatized millions of ukrainians are traumatized and we have no time to reflect our pain we are in long marathon we are in war and we have to proceed this long marathon with a huge speed and that's why i don't allow myself to to Ask uh, what I feel about this or that mm-hmm. case, because it's very difficult. I because I'm afraid of answer. Um, but it's such such kind of times, and um, I try to uh, go through these times uh, uh, with uh,
0: dignity. And if you could, if Canada could help in any way, in terms, especially in terms of justice, what would you like to tell Canadian lawmakers?
1: We need uh, we need uh, the uh, assistance uh, in different fields. Uh, and first, uh, maybe it was will be very unexpectedly to hear from human rights lawyer. We need assistance in military mm-hmm. field, because uh, my task is not only to record war crimes and uh, testimonies of their victims. Uh, my task is to stop these atrocities and to prevent mm-hmm. new victims to emerge. And this is a very urgent question. And I, as a human rights lawyer, have no legal tool for current moment to do it because Russia ignore international humanitarian law, Russia ignore decision of international organizations. Like just remember uh, when when Russian troops were withdrawn from Kiev region and international journalists came to Bucha, Matyžin, Vorzeli, uh, saw these mass graves on their own eyes, saw these torture chambers, spoke with people. And numerous articles in different languages appeared, and the civilized world was shocked by the level of cruelty. What Putin did? Putin provided a medal to the army unit who was in Bucha just to show once again that you can do whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, That's why uh, I clearly state that Russian killed unarmed and we have to liberate Ukrainian territories. Uh, We will never left Ukrainian people for torture and death. And yes, we need weapons in in order to be able to do it. Uh, But parallel, this war has a value dimension. And Putin tried to convince the whole world that rule of law and democracy are fake values because they are not protected during the war. And in order to win this value dimension, we have to show the clear results of justice, that justice is possible even delay in time. And even the period of temporal law disorder uh, is not uh, cross that fact that rule of law is essential and democracy is functioning. So we need justice and uh, Canada can help us a lot with it. Because we need qualified working hands on the ground to work with us on the and to to, uh, to secure evidence uh, to collect testimonies, uh, because national um, law enforcement bodies are overloaded. As I told before, uh, we need uh, Canada's voice uh, in uh, to to support the idea of creation of international tribunal of war crimes, crimes against humanity, and genocide. Uh, like we need. Canada's integration of complex justice strategy. And this is essential not only for Ukrainians. Uh, we, we will create a precedent which will change the world, which mm-hmm. will provide a, a chance for justice for victims in other wars and
0: conflicts. I certainly hope that this will be a wake-up call, certainly. So Alexandra, thank you so much for meeting with me today. And thank you for so much for, for talking about your experience and for doing all the great work that you're doing. Um, we'll make sure that you're heard in Canada as well.